I wonder where a guy, an everyday Joe like myself, can find a little action. Do I make you horny? Me love you long time. Me so horny. What is your major malfunction, numbnut? Give me some sugar, baby. Guys, this is Rock and Roll Magician Michael Tricks, and you're listening to the Metal Hand of God podcast. Rock on, you guys. Welcome back to the Metal Hand of God podcast. I am your host, Wayne, and you know that guy over there, the guy, you know the guy, the guy I'm talking about, that dude. The rum guy. That guy. That's right. That's the rum guy. And today we have a fabulous guest, an amazing gentleman who's had his fingers on the pulse of a generation for years, Mr. David Hartman. Hello. Hello. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. <laughs> You're very welcome, man. And for the vast majority of people out there who, who you know, the, the, there's people out there who may not know who you are. Would you explain to these people who you are? Uh, sure. I mean, I've worked in television and film. I'm kind of all over the place. I do mainly kids animation, uh, but, you know, more action oriented, like the old Starship Trooper show, Godzilla. Um, but I just did Transformers Prime, which is on Netflix. Yep. But I also direct live action. I just did uh, the horror film Phantasm Ravager. Incredible. And flight, I did way. some music videos for Rob Zombie. I do a lot of comic books, art, uh, just a little bit of everything. You were Captain <laughs> Oh, and visual effects. I do visual effects for movies and stuff, too. So, yeah, you have you, just you do whatever. everything. Basically, you do I guess everything. It's just what, what I just like to make stuff. <laughs> yeah. well, that's I, I learned not to ever say no to a job until you <laughs> know it's for real yeah well i understand um being um you know getting into art and things like that but from from what you've done how did you get from one to the next to the next how did that flow for yeah. you i mean i'm assuming that you you were you were a uh more of a uh like a pen and ink pencil type artist at one point in time and then it just blossomed into something else or yeah i mean i'm originally from ohio and i'm living in uh, la california now but back in ohio i went to an art school you know i could always draw i went to a fine art school um nice you know mainly painting and stuff like that but i i sucked at it i sucked (laughs) at painting uh, color theory and all that but they had um a 3d they called it 3D illustration, but it was basically like special effects makeup. Okay. And and I kind of got into that, and I was like, oh, I'm into special effects and stuff. And I had some animation classes, and I took those, and I went in Ohio. They had a little animation company working there, 
and I worked there for a little bit and I was like, man, I hate animation. I don't want anything to do. And Disney offered me an internship and I was like, I'm not going to draw your damn mouse over and over. <laughs> um, and cut to many years later, I worked for Disney, but, <laughs> but well, it says I, one of my friends was like, Hey, I got this job. It's called storyboarding. I was like, oh, I know about storyboarding. He's like, no, you don't know about real storyboarding. It's like drawing a comic book, but you don't have to ink it. You don't have to finish it, you know? Oh. So he's like, just for it. So I, I tried out for it and they really liked us and they basically gave me like 48 hours to move to LA. I was still living with my folks straight out of college. And yeah, it was like the classic Hollywood story. Oh, wow. Went out there with like two or 300 bucks, bought an air mattress, stayed with a friend. Um, and I was like, why am I doing this? I don't want to do this. And then they gave me that first paycheck. I was like, holy crap. Right. <laughs> That's yep. like three times I made in Ohio, you know? So so, uh, okay, I'll get a shot. And I was really fortunate. They, I guess I had the right mentality or skill level or whatever they were looking for, but I moved up to uh, directing in nice. my like, first year there and became a full-time director for Sony Pictures Television. And this was doing like Godzilla cartoon and, like I said before, Starship Troopers, Spider-Man. And um, I just kind of you know, move my way up there. And then I ended up producing a Jackie Chan adventure cartoon. Oh man. Doing a job to do Winnie the Pooh. And oh. at that time, and for Rob zombie doing some music. Videos, so, you know, Rob zombie and Pooh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so it goes hand to hand, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Right. Disney, I remember having to let Disney. It's like, okay, you guys do know I'm working for Rob zombie right now. I don't know if that is, a conflict of interest for for you, <laughs> you know, working on a preschool <laughs> show, but uh, no, they were really cool about it. So yeah, that was that's good. Pretty, but that's pretty, you awesome. know, it's just these kind of jobs. It's it's really weird. I just always wanted to make movies since I was a kid. I was just filming every weekend, making little short films, and I still do that today. You know, I'm always buying camera gear and just shooting even though it's stuff no one's ever going to see, it's just for fun and to learn the craft. But one day when I was at Sony Pictures Television, uh, a friend of my editor was also working on this other movie called Bubba Hotep. I, love, that, I fucking uh, was love that movie. Don, Don, yes, it's a modern classic, and that was directed by Don Coscarelli. And they were like, hey, uh, you know, my buddy's working for this guy named Don. He he's going to come in and he's like, I thought you could maybe help him, uh, you know, show him some of our animation stuff and all that. Just, it was kind of more of a, like, Hey, he's coming in. Let's just kind of impress him with what we do kind of thing. Right. Sure. And, uh, I was like, Oh man, I want to meet the guy. So, so Don, I meet with Don and he sees some of my artwork. He's like, Oh, this is cool. Hey, we got this thing where Bruce Campbell's got this book of souls. He's flipping through and maybe we could use a couple of your drawings. And I was like, Oh, that's, that's awesome. And, and um the Don just like casually is like, Hey, can you do wire removal? And I was like, Hell yeah, I can do wire removal. <laughs> sure, I'll do that for you. And then Don keeps I'm like, What the hell is wire removal? I'm Googling like how to do wire removal. Because <laughs> uh, uh, that was just fun. one of those opportunities, you know, I'm like I I, I know I'm capable of doing, it. I just gotta figure out how to do it. Right. Um, sure. but I ended up getting the getting the software, doing it. 
And Don was really happy. He kept on giving me some more shots. He gave my uh, my um, buddy, the editor, you know, he was also doing stuff. And then we ended up, him and I became the visual effects supervisors on that movie uh, by the time it was finished. And, it, you know, that was my first kind of big feature film credit. And, uh, you know, to this day, uh, Don and I are, are still really good friends. I just literally talked to him today. And, and of course, that's how I got the Phantasm gig. Well, yeah, um, I was going to say, yeah, well, that's definitely how you ended up with Phantasm. Yeah, it's like we became friends and I would show him these short films just because I just, you know, for shits and giggles, I just wanted him to, you know, get his reaction or little shock value things, you know, just funny little shorts. And um, but one day me and Don went to lunch and, and I was just like, hey, you know, uh, I'm trying to build up my demo reel. And he wanted some extras for like a possible Phantasm DVD uh, release that was coming out. I was like, hey, why don't we just shoot some stuff? It'll help my reel and you can use it as an Easter egg on the DVD or something. And Don's like, yeah, let's do it. And I was thinking, ah, Don will direct this thing and I'll get to help. And Don's like, no, you write it and you direct it. So I wrote a little scene, which ended up being Reggie in this cabin and the, the main character. And then, uh, we went and shot it and Don really liked it. And he's like, Hey, let's do another one next week. Let's do another one the following week. And we just kept on adding on these. And then <laughs> I went to go do this transformer show. Don went to go do John dies at the end. Um, uh, other film he, he just did not too long ago. And, um, while that was going on, we just kind of pushed all the stuff on the shelf. And then we we're like, what are we going to do with it? Turn it into a web series or what? And then one day John's just like, Hey, you know, we're going to make Phantasm 5. And I was just like, you know, I'm a fanboy of the series. I followed it ever since I was a little kid. Oh. And to me, it, it was a dream come true just to be able to, you know, work on with Don on anything. But then he's just like, you're going to direct. Uh, we're going to co-write it together. And he's like, and I'm going to produce it. It's just like, you know, fanboy dream come true. How yeah, can I say that's, no that? that's super fucking cool, man. <laughs> Yeah, and then he's like, oh, you've already shot like 20% of it with all these shorts, so we're <laughs> going to write the story around what we've already shot. And I was like, oh, okay. So, you know, it was a challenge, but it was a labor of love for sure. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that's just kind of a highlight of my career right now. And then uh, now I'm working at a, a new studio that a buddy of mine has started up, and we've sold a few shows to Netflix. And Nice. Um, yeah, animated and, stuff. Any anything I may have seen, or is it is it is it out yet? Uh, not yet. It's all it's all in uh, on post early stages of production okay. right now. Okay. But uh, yeah, but uh, I can't talk about it yet. But well, I'm super excited, uh, man! I'm super excited will. to see it because uh, Bubba Hotep. A lot of people, uh, you know, give me shit about liking that movie. But, I always liked that movie. That was but, hysterical. But I I love that movie. Like I, I really do. I thought it was one of the one of better. Uh, Campbell films and um and uh, as such for a classic now yeah and as it for is. uh ravengers I, I enjoyed the fuck out of that movie too man i really did oh thank you i mean we had it's probably obvious in a lot of areas but we had like zero money to make that thing and by the time it was done you know it ended up being you know like 200 and some thousand but most of that went into post-production right to you know either fix up the video because technology changed drastically while we we're filming and uh you know and just making copies to play at theaters and stuff so i mean it really was gorilla style where there's like a car chase scene in it and, mm -hmm. you know it's just one of those things where i asked don if 
I could do a car chase, I always wanted to do. And the actor's wife, makeup person, and we're just out in the middle of the Lancaster desert filming this scene where I had to have 70 different camera setups and <laughs> wow. it's, it's just us. And it was like 110 degrees and we're literally 40 minutes from civilization. So if one of us got hurt or something, it's at least a 40 minute ambulance ride, you know? Wow. Uh, yeah. It, so it's pretty crazy. Uh, to think of some of the stuff we did and pulled home, but I'm really proud of how much work went into it. Well, how how long did it take to do, say, uh, that Phantasm movie? Well, I mean, it was made over like eight years, but okay, like three three of those at least were uh, shooting these shorts, and then we took like two years off to go work on other stuff. So then it was sure. like a mad dash at the end, but uh, I ended up doing all the visual effects basically by myself and i don't know what the hell i'm doing so <laughs> you know i had to kind of figure it out um you know there was just 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 things along the way i was also running the transformer show at the same time so it was really just working on it on weekends was really it so you're getting two days a week to work on the movie and uh yeah just it took a lot longer than i wanted it to of course but yeah that's what happens when you're kind of doing it by yourself and you know close sure. friends and that's about it well, but I'm, I'm proud of proud of how it came out. You know, for yeah, an independent film. Sure, know, it, well. it, it it was really I'm good. A fan of the series, thank you. Yeah, I would be proud of it too. So, man. It's very good. Yeah, thanks. And Don Don was happy with it, which was a big, you know, the main thing for me. Him and uh, Angus Scrim, who plays the yeah. uh, you know the oh. tall man, who's the villain, um, who died uh, not too long right ago before the movie came out, mm. um, but. I had like almost the final cut done and I, ha I knew he was sick and I just had to make sure he saw it. If I, if, if I knew he passed and he never got to see the movie or I never got to get his blessing, right, <laughs> right, right. I, I could never live with myself. So, so we set up a theater and it was totally like, uh, I compare it to like the Ed Wood movie. Have you guys seen that? Oh the yeah. Mm -hmm. Ed Wood movie, you know, where Johnny Depp's picking up Bella Lugosi, Martin Landau at his, his house is bungalow. Like I had that moment with Angus. That's, like, awesome. ah, that's I had to cool, go man. That's so drive cool. to his place, pick him up. And then we drove to the theater and, you know, got this big empty theater with just him sitting in the middle of the theater. And then me, Don Coscarelli, Reggie Bannister and his wife sitting in the back, just kind of watching his every move. Yeah. I, I was just like scared. To death. <laughs> well, it's kind of a, it's kind of a, in a way, if you just, if for not being there and me just visualizing that, it seems to be kind of a creepy situation. I mean, you're picking up, the tall you're picking man. up the guy, <laughs> the tall man, and you're going to oh, a, yeah, a, a quiet theater with him where he sits by himself <laughs> and, and just waiting for something weird to happen. Right. You know, right. Yeah, show him a movie that's unfinished at the time. And <laughs> I, if he hates it, I don't know if I have the stamina to finish it, you know? Uh -huh. but, and when we were driving over there he asked me he was like you know hey and i've told this story a hundred times but i love to tell it it's just that you know in the car he, he looks at me he's like uh david who's gonna drive me home after the movie and i was jokingly like hey if you like the movie i'll drive you home if you don't like the movie don's gonna drive you home because <laughs> i ain't gonna listen to that <laughs> and and so we watched the movie. He was completely expressionless. You know, there were some jokes. He didn't laugh. 
<laughs> there was scary moments. He didn't smile or, or react. And I was just like, oh, my God. And then after the movie, and you got to know Angus. He's just kind of mm-hmm. like this stoic gentleman. He was a very nice you know, man. In, in, Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And he came up to me at the end and he just said, you're driving me home. So, uh, you know, to me, that was like the greatest moment of that movie was, was having <laughs> oh, yeah, Dude, uh, accept it. And then on our way home, you know, all he did was talk about the movie oh, and it great. got him thinking about, you know, our own mortalities. And we had a lot of deep conversations, which is pretty, you know, that's kind of what you make the movie for. So right, that yeah. was you know, that was like a, a real highlight uh, of that movie. For I mean, me. I mean, that sounds like a real surreal kind of moment in general. Like you're, you're there with the, with the tall man just sitting by himself in an empty theater, you know, and, and it's kind of, I don't know, it, it seems like there's some kind of symbolism there that should be, you know. Yeah, there is. And I don't see it at the moment. In the moment I'm caught up in my own head and I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm worried to death. I end up getting really, really sick. That's another reason why the movie didn't come out. I got one of these like super bugs you've heard about. And they like, oh, yeah. it literally was eating my insides. And then my immune system was like attacking all my organs. Oh, so I was like oh, in nice. the hospital in and out for like seven months. And I had like tens of doctors like, we never seen anything like this. This is uncharted territory. Which is something you never want to hear in a hospital. <laughs> right. And, no, of course not. And at the time, the movie wasn't finished. So I was having to make like editorial notes while in the hospital bed. And then uh, also finishing up my Transformer show. So I'm having to make notes, editorial notes on that while in the hospital bed. And then Angus died while I was in the hospital. Jesus, so I didn't man. get to, to see him uh, before he passed. And it was just like, that would have been an it amazing was like all this photo. stuff at an amazing oh, photo of absolutely. just him sitting up in the theater by, you know, just the back of him. Empty, you know what yeah. I mean? Just that would be. See, in cool hindsight, photo. I like I would document all that stuff. Like, I just had no idea what I was doing. And, you know, now in, you know, it was probably at least a year or two after the movie was finished before I could actually start to realize, like, oh, my God, I got to make a Phantasm film. And I became friends with all these people. Right. That. I've watched on the screen since I was like seven years old, you know, and grew up with their characters, you know, and and now I got to help tell their story and and they've all become friends, you know, we still all kind of chat and stuff. So it's, it's, yeah, to me, that was like a surreal experience because I thought they'd all hate the young guy. It's the last movie. Don's directed every movie, you know, so I already had the cards, you know, stacked against me on the fan base. Oh yeah, you did. Because I remember when that was announced and I heard like, all oh, kind of people like, Oh fuck. Who's this guy? You know, Dude, you know, I was, I like, was doing that. I, I got the job and <laughs> I was doing that because I was like, I want Don, you know, I'm a fan first. Right. Right. You know? right. So it's kind of like, part of me was kind of like, ah, I'm, I love, I'm not going to say no to an opportunity like that when that's your dream to work with people like this and, no, and do that. That, so. that would be completely But stupid. at the same time, I'm like, uh, I, I made sure Don was on set for every, every moment I made a decision and I made sure he got to hear all my decisions and could back them up. And we wrote the script together. So, so Don was an integral part in it. It wasn't like he right. was a absentee father of any sort to, to this, his baby, you know? So, right. Uh, we did it together. It's just uh, I got to do a lot of heavy lifting, 
Yeah. Uh, and, and you know what? Kind of pass the torch on kind of thing, you know, and it's, it's just one of those things, man. I mean, it, yeah, yeah a it, lot, it, it, people are going to bitch about everything, dude. You, you just, you know, there's, you oh, never, you so, never <laughs> have one good thing, or, you know, it, it doesn't matter, man. People have, will yeah. find something to be pissy about on anything, you know? Yeah. I just like to make stuff, you know, and, you learn from what you do, you know, your mistakes and your accomplishments. And you just go on to the next thing and make it better, you know? So, yeah. Well, man, well, you look, have an all you can do. I'm sorry. I mean, uh, I was just going to say, I, I was going to make a comment. You have a very interesting uh, drawing. I was uh, about technique. to say the same thing, dude. You, you took the words right out of my mouth, man. Oh, what's that? Like, just the way I draw? No, or, your yeah, artwork well, style. It's, it's, it's interesting because I'm, I'm, I'm a huge fan of, of, of all your your style of doing things and i'm going to give you a compliment and please take it as such because it may come across maybe not compliment (laughs) i don't know but uh you have a very old school way you draw yeah um i do that. i'm seeing you know i i i've looked at quite a few of of, of your pieces and on uh I mean, but yeah, it's interesting did. because it transforms a lot too. Because I can see, uh, like uh, stylings that you would see in the old heavy metal magazine. I see things that are very Hanna Barbera esque in the way you yeah. do stuff. Uh, and I, I just really appreciate the type of work you do. It's it's amazing stuff oh, and how you, you can flip. I can, it's in some of it like um, some of it you can you get a almost an era vibe from like something you're, you're I'm seeing something you probably didn't do too long ago and it it may ha- have a vibe like uh, from the 60s and then I see something else that's very 19 maybe 80s in its styling you know and so, but it yeah, just moves yeah. back and forth so much and you're, you're very good well thank you well I mean this is my I, I love movies from the 60s 70s and 80s so it's definitely a huge influence but you know when I was in art school, again, going back to that, you know, mm-hmm. uh, I've learned a lot, you know, like doing anatomy like crazy. And I've learned all the, those basics you need, but just everybody there is at that age. We're all hung up on our technique, you know, like sure. what's your style? What's makes you different than that other guy? And when I was in college, you know, it was like the late nineties, mid nineties. And, it was like Image Comics was in its heyday, right? So right, anybody right. that drew monsters or the kind of stuff I did, they didn't exist anymore. It was like Jack Davis and EC Comics stuff, you know, is what I gravitated towards. But we all got caught up as an artist into this Image Comics uh, era of drawing, which is, you know, the overly crosshatched, uh, you know, solid blacks, everyone's ripped muscles and, and stuff. Right. And, you know, and I got sucked into that and, and trying to draw that and showing stuff at comic conventions and trying to get the jobs. And I had a couple close calls, but then I was just like, this isn't me. This isn't how I draw. So I just gave up on technique. And once I did that, I guess I got a style or something because, um, you know, people always tell me they like my style, but I'm really just drawing whatever is in my head and right you know it's, it's all something wrong with your head sir <laughs> <laughs> man man yeah that's what my mom used to say you you have a you have a piece on um uh, i guess called your art station i guess it's called um and oh yeah it, and it, it's it's a it's a hellraiser piece that thing is incredible man and i saw you you did it in 06 it's so funny you bring that up i literally just i have a daughter who just she's 17 now and we just watched Hellraiser yeah. one and two, 
the mm-hmm. other night. It was for like the best of the series, but, but we watched one and two back to back, and then I just bought her a puzzle box. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> like literally I, I got it in the mail today so that's awesome you bring that up dude i love that piece and, and and the highlight for me on that was clive barker posted like reposted it on his instagram once i was just like oh clive barker you know that's so uh, fucking he, cool he just said brilliant or something like that so one like, of our oh. uh, one of our former that guests is actually featured in your paint or in your picture here which yeah. is funny yeah uh, oh, who was that? The Chatterer. Um, chatterer. Yeah, the chatterer. Uh, chatter. Oh, I love the Chatterer. <laughs> yeah, he, he was he was a guest on our show. A very, very, very nice guy. Um, it was oh, su- awesome. super cool to talk to, man, and just like talked about the old times when, when they were filming those movies and stuff. It was really, really fucking cool to have him on the show, man. It was awesome. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, I met Ashley Lawrence. At nice. a couple conventions, and she was like the sweetest person. Uh, I haven't met Doug Br- mm-hmm. Bradley yet. He's the one I wanted to meet. I have yet uh, to meet Doug either. But yeah, I love that series. They're off the tracks for me a little bit, but but you know, hey, and it's look, it's such you know. an interesting styline too. <laughs> like of, he's everyone. <laughs> it's so cool, man. Everything I see that you do, I mean, it's just amazing. You you have such a a unique eye for detail. And I, I get a, I mean, uh, oh, like, you. like the Gilligan thing. Yeah, that is just. <laughs> oh, yeah. That is yeah, just. That was perfect. actually someone else's idea. I had a contest on uh, my Deviant Art, I think it was, and one guy was like, uh, it was like a mashup, and it was somebody else said you should do Gilligan's Island of the Dead, and I was just like, <laughs> that is the most genius thing I've ever heard. <laughs> so it is. It so is so perfect. And it, to you. it was someone else's it, idea, but I loved. It. Drawing. It captures the era of that TV show. Just your the lines and your drawing, perfectly. I, I mean, was watching the show while I drew it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely I perfect. I, I don't yeah. know why, but Gilligan's Island, the monsters are like my my safety go to shows. Nice. Like mm-hmm. if I'm just bored or something, I just throw those on in the background. I don't know what it is, but there's just something comforting. Because like well, comfort. It's because you're a kid of the '70s and '80s, man. That's why. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I feel the same exact way. I mean, I have comfort shows that my wife has no idea why I'm watching this shit. She's like, this is the terrible, most terrible thing in the world. I'm like, look, you don't understand. When I was sitting here as like a, a five-year-old kid, a six-year-old kid, and this was like, you know, bedtime, this was coming on TV and I'm watching this shit or oh, after yeah. school or after school's time, you know, I'm, I'm after school. I'm sitting here. It was more of a comfort thing. Like I'm, you know, I'm done my day. This is what I get to yeah, relax exactly. with, you know? Well, luckily, you know, today, like my daughter, when she was like in elementary school and stuff, they were like her friends. They were always like the 80s were so cool, you know, so <laughs> she always wanted to watch the shows that I watched. So, nice. dude, I had to watch all of every episode of Knight Rider, A-Team, Chips, uh, Buck Rogers. Oh. Like we had like a whole list. We rewatched all these shows uh, and poor, you know, poor they don't you. necessarily hold up. But there's a nostalgia to them, and there's a freaking passion. They're so fun. The people put into those shows and their stories that are so over the top, and they didn't have CGI to rely on. And, right. no. and, uh, and it's just like, ah, oh, I just, there's something about, to me, it's all about the creativity. And sometimes the newer movies are so slick yeah. that I can't, I can't see the creativity through the gloss. You know what I mean? Like, sure. I really think like, that was a, 
a, a, a big thing with the um, like when the quote I'm putting air quotes you can't see this when the when the prequels came out for Star Wars I think that was one of the big issues with people too was they were so slick and so pretty because of all the CGI it just it didn't it I mean the storytelling wasn't yeah, that great either yeah. but and I'm you know. guilty of it for my phantasm had tons of CGI and that was out of necessity of having zero money well yeah of and, course uh, I mean you got to use what you got to use but um, what but still yeah. I mean practical people don't understand but practical stuff costs a lot more than somebody using a program on a computer, yeah, yeah. you know. Well, how did you yeah, stumble? You have 150 did... million to spend. Why not? <laughs> right, for, sure. You know. Well, how how did you stumble in with uh, doing the uh, the uh, project with uh, Rob Zombie? Yeah, I was curious about that. Uh, he he just reached out to me one day. I, I'm not sure. I think he saw my stuff on DeviantArt. <laughs> that's and, a weird. That's a weird and email. I had my email on there, and he sent it. <laughs> He sent me an email going, hey, this is Rob Zombie. I love your work. I'd love to collaborate on something and all that. And I didn't believe it because I was actually a Rob <laughs> Zombie fan. Mm-hmm. And I didn't believe it. And I thought it was my friend Brian. And I remember um, writing back, um, hey, this is probably my friend Brian. And this is all bullshit. And I can see right through it. But just in, <laughs> but just in case, here's my phone number. Give me a call right now. If it's really you, and then the phone rang, and I answer, and it's like, yeah, and I'm like, holy crap! <laughs> <laughs> it, it is Rob. <laughs> That's hysterical. And he was—he's the coolest guy to work with, and he gave me so much like creative freedom. I wasn't used to that, you know. So I was sure. like, and I'm. Uh, thumbnails and storyboards like oh man i trust you i trust you so he let me have a lot of fun so you know that was that was a, another highlight in my career is uh getting to do a lot of stuff with him so well, you- and then he would play this stuff in in concert you know like wow that's cool so i went to i went to, you know he would get me tickets and and i'd go see the show and he's playing you know my artwork behind the band on like a 30 foot tall screen <laughs> uh which is just a fanboy dream but you know i'm kind of an older guy you know in my 40s and you know i'm, I'm in the audience with all these 20 year olds and I, I just remember this is another one of those moments where your stomach drops and you're just like like oh this is so cool uh, <laughs> there's a 20 year old kid and he came and he about knocked me over i had a drink in my hand made me spill a little and he basically just did not give a crap about me. And he just totally like bulldozed through me and knocked me off the side. And then he, he went to get meet up with his friends and he held up a shirt and he's like, this is my favorite artist. And it was my artwork on the shirt. <laughs> and it's just like, it's just like, dude, I'm not going to say anything. I just wanted to like, if that kid knew that the old guy he just shoved out of the way <laughs> was the artist that he just spent 30 bucks on a t-shirt for, uh, you know, dude, that is the greatest. I didn't want to ruin his day. <laughs> no, man, that, that is like the best fucking like, fuck you kid. Look, you just spent money on my know, art. Right? Uh-huh. You're going to knock me over, bitch. Uh-huh. You know, you, you should have just walked over to him, grabbed the shirt and signed it and said, you're welcome. No, I know I should have. <laughs> <laughs> man, yeah, that's so. Super- I, I wasn't upset at all. To me, like this is awesome. Well, yeah, like, yeah. I mean, it's, so- it's such a surreal so- thing, man. It really is. Like, um, uh, we do promotion. Affected by the youth. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sure. Like we do promotion for a big giant venue out here called uh, the the Fillmore, 
And uh, Zombie played out here recently. Well, well, not recently since all the COVID stuff. But and I took my son to see him, and my son is four, and <laughs> my son loves this stuff. Like he loves going to concerts. This, this that was his third concert, I think, or so. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the the most recent concert he went to was Guar, so that was an interesting one. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, Great but, fans to take him to. Hey man, I'm surprised they let you. Oh, let him bring them in. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Well, Guar, is, those guys are friends of ours too. But uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> we we um, <laughs> we uh, so we get to go see Zombie play, and um, what was super cool about it is I had him on my shoulders with and, his headphones on. Yeah, of course. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's got the big, you know, you know the the big protection muffs and stuff. Right. And I have him on my shoulders and whatnot, and. Uh, I get a tap on my shoulder, and and it's this, this little lady, right? She's like she's about four foot something, you know. She's like, "Hey, I saw you having trouble with your son, because because he wouldn't stand still, you know." So she's like, "Why don't you come with me?" I was like, "Okay, whatever." So now this young lady has no idea that we do promotion for the film or anything like that, because we, you know. For our promotion, we get comp tickets every once in a while, you know, things like that. So, you know, right, it was cool. Yeah. That's how I got to go on the show. And um, so she brings me and she says, look, these are the VIP seats. Why don't you and your son sit here? Because no one else, is, no one bought them. Y'all sit here and hang out. That way you don't have to wrangle him in the crowd. And I'm like, really? She goes, yeah, come on. Oh, and, then, cool. and then she's like, you want me to go get you guys some waters or something? I was like. Uh, sure <laughs> so dude it was it was top notch it was super cool but the best part of the whole thing was rob zombie played uh, um a uh ramon song and i'm and it's killing me i can't remember the name of the ramon song but it's uh one of my son's all-time favorites and he didn't realize that rob zombie was gonna play that song neither did i so he was rocking out and doing all that shit, and it was very cool. It was a very, very, very cool story. I mean, you know, it makes so, it a perfect night. Yeah, it was, it was, it was really awesome. He enjoyed himself. I loved it, and of course, Rob Zombie was fantastic. You know. Yeah, he always has a good show. Yeah, and it, <laughs> and and needless to say, my my son's favorite band is Guar at four. By everybody does. That's, that is that, insane. Everybody listens awesome. to the, listens to the show knows this, and he knows that. As soon as we went to we went to the Guar show, he was super excited, and he got his first blood and stuff on him, and <laughs> and and he was even singing the song "Fuck This Place" and screaming, "Oh my god!" Oh my god! <laughs> fist pumping in the air. Yeah, good parenting, Wayne. I understand. Yeah. <laughs> It's a bonding moment. It was. Know? It was. My it's wife. My, my wife thought it was the funniest thing in the world when we looked up and my son was screaming, "Fuck this place!" <laughs> oh my gosh. That's a. Well, I put my daughter in the phantasm film, so whenever a lot of the scenes, <laughs> wherever the little dwarf creatures were, that was my that's, daughter, and she was probably like eight or something beautiful. at the time we were doing those. <laughs> and you see, and that's the thing you got to do, man, because you know, like, look, my son, I, I ain't got much I can leave him. You know, I don't have a whole lot, but when he comes. <laughs> when he when he comes back and thinks about all this stuff like my dad took me to these concerts when i was not even you know five years old yet i got right. to, i got to meet like he's he's got uh our family pictures are every year when we go to texas frightmare we take one family picture with some celebrity so uh, so yeah. it's i like, went to texas frightmare a few years ago really what was it the that one was, a- was it the one angus is at yeah i was yeah, there i was, was there i was there 
Oh, yeah? Yeah, that's where did I got you, you didn't I, go to the Alamo Draft House. I didn't. Uh, they, I did not okay. because uh, that was the... They were doing live commentary over yeah. Phantasm. But that was prior to the Frightmare. And we don't live in Dallas, so I couldn't go to see the movie. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was prior to yeah, the actual yeah, show. Yeah, Well, we played the... I snuck the trailer in um, to Ravager nice. before they played the Phantasm remastered with the commentary and all yeah. that. So Angus was there. And I had him like sneak it in, That's cool. like with Escape from New York trailer, <laughs> and you know it was just uh, like, oh, I just want to have my trailer playing with these awesome trailers. I love right? as a kid, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and, and that's where I, I that's where I met Angus too. I, that was the first time I. I, I I didn't get the I didn't get a picture with him or, or get his autograph. I just wanted to talk to him, so I just walked up to them and said hello. Yeah, super sweet guy. Very nice man. And, and, and he had a photographic memory; like he'd remember <laughs> everybody he met. Which yeah. was awesome. He's such a cool so guy. So if he saw you again, he would he could remember you right. and stuff. And that was that was really cool. But man, I'd like to do a flashback real quick, if I could. Flashback. What about what years did you work at Disney? Yeah. Uh, oh, um, it was in the two thousands. So two thousands. It was probably like two thousand eight, two thousand seven. Uh, yeah, I, I just two thousand. Five through that. I don't. I don't know if my cousin had retired from there or not by then, or moved on to Pixar. I can't remember. I, well, was, I was he in the feature or TV? I was in the TV department. Uh, so. He was. Uh, he did uh, the storyboarding uh, there too, and uh, he did some. What was uh, his lovely, name? Or uh, can you say online? Yeah, or on- sure. Uh, Scott Santoro. Um, <sighs> he did stuff. Uh, he he's been. He'd worked for Disney for a good many oh. years. He would have been older. Uh, Probably when you when you came on the scene. Yeah, uh, I wonder if uh, I ran into him. Uh, he did stuff like um, uh, Secret of Nim, Baby, Secret of the Lost Legend, a uh, whole way up through a bunch of uh, more modern stuff. And then when they did the stuff with Pixar, he was involved with that and all that other stuff. Okay, you, you might That's have ran cool. into him at one point in time, but I know I know he's retired now and he's a novelist and he does uh, he does a lot of children's novels and things like that. Just now, want to so. say, oh, see, that's really cool. Secret yeah, of Nim was probably one. Yeah, which has been movies. weird. That yeah, I was there when Pixar when when they first uh, merged with Pixar. Yeah, okay. I was there working on the on the movie lot, so I probably because um, we would hang out with the Pixar guys and stuff. So That'd be yeah, cool. That'd I might have met really him. weird. Yeah, y'all, y'all probably dropped yeah, y'all probably world. dropped f bombs at each other. You hated him. Yeah, I know you did. You just don't want to say it. <laughs> yeah, he he was my first yeah. intro to yeah. uh, this type of uh, to the type of artwork and the stuff. I I'm lucky to be able to 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 draw a turkey hand. You know yep. what I mean? Just tracing Same. my my hand. But uh, he's, he, you know, you guys, you guys are just blowing out of the water with the, the type of talent. And, and I mean, you had to have this talent before you went to the school. Yeah. I mean, to some to some degree agree i mean what what because i went i went to art school for a while too and it, it didn't do much for me but uh, <laughs> yeah it did but you no not, not really it, yeah it got me in debt for that, like, i was gonna forever. Say, that's exactly what oh, i was gonna yeah. say i was like, it got you expensive yeah because yeah. because i yeah. went to savannah college no, i learned out here is you don't need art school to be good at art i think art school what it taught me was just the my work ethic like they just push you until they break you yes of, they of do. how much work you. you can do at at a certain time so i i think you know that helped me and it forced me to do you know learn every muscle in the body and every mm-hmm. bone in the body it's latin term you know because i need that in everyday life <laughs> um, but, yeah. 
man. I, at least I learned it. So I, yeah. I, I am going to put this out here. Okay, I'm going to put this out there to you. And I know you're a child. <laughs> I know you're you're our age. You're you're around the same age as we are. Um, so you had to have been a huge fan of the Masters of the Universe. Oh hell yeah! Okay, of course. okay. I need to see you do a piece of that. Oh, I might have to. Well, my buddy that I'm working with now, he did the. Um, they brought like He Man back, I think, in the late, like early 2000s. If you're gonna, and, if uh, you tell me he's he, part of the Four Horsemen, he ran that show. What he was part of the Four Horsemen? Uh, I don't know. This was like it was through Mike Young Animation. It was, you know, with Mattel. Yeah, the 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 um the, so that, the four horsemen run of the toys was the exact same um, design and line that was with that co- with that cartoon. Yeah, that's pretty fucking oh, yeah, amazing. Me, I got an entire up here. I have an entire wall of uh, those figures right now. I'm staring at them. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, because I I was you know always a fan of Skeletor and well yeah Hordak and. Yeah, I had a I had a crush on Evil Lynn. Who who didn't? <laughs> who didn't, right? And like when you look at the toy, those thighs, brah. Come on. <laughs> so yeah. you must be a fan of the new She-Ra show. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh yeah, let me tell you. <laughs> I was I, 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 it's about as exciting to me as the new um Yeah, I opened a can of worms. Never mind. Yeah, you know you know you know, you know that new uh what is it? The ThunderCats that didn't last very long? Holy god. Uh, I I was just gonna say, say you, I'm sure you're a fan of that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I never got into Thundercats as much as everybody else did. That's bizarre. I liked it. I, I like I like the show. I just it, and like I said, the the new one was it wasn't Thundercats. It was basically like Steven Universe or something like yeah. that. That just mm-hmm. you yeah. know spewed Thundercats out. Thundercats kind of came out at the end of my like right at the very end of my childhood. Yeah, going into like middle school or high school or something, you know, like where I was just at that time I was watching, I remember Robotech was on oh, yeah. TV oh, yeah. and I was watching, it. but I still was, have this V tape, which is for some reason I just can't throw it away because it, it meant so much to me was, I remember Thundercats had a premiere and it was in the evening. Like it was like eight o'clock at night and yeah. that was like an obscure and weird thing for an animated cartoon back in that day. That I was just like, what? You know, prime time. Per- so I, you know, videotaped it, Ooh. the premiere, and have that. Could probably sell that on eBay, right? You probably but, could because you probably still have for, some of the commercials in that, and people love love those '80s commercials. For those who don't know, who's listening to the show, a videotape is uh, before streaming. <laughs> yeah, it, it's like yeah. it was way before DVD. Before <laughs> God. Yeah, Matt. Yeah. Tape with little metal, metal particles. So every wow. time you watch the tape, you lose metal particles. So it would never be as good as the, as first, the first time you watched it. Yep, right. Yeah. So if you rewound stuff, you were basically degrading the quality of your tape. And they sold for like 80 bucks. I remember like, oh, Terminator. Oh, 80 bucks? Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, you yeah, think, but, think about it. That's how a, all that stuff was at when it first came out, though. I mean, DVDs were the same way. I mean, you couldn't. And buy it's a, a metaphor for being an adult, really. It's it's never as good as the first time. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what? It, I, this probably just sounds horrible, but I, I I still love movies on VHS. Like like I mentioned, Escape from New York before. There was mm-hmm. something about 
an Escape from New York on my crappy VHS <laughs> that I recorded off of HBO, where it just had this grittiness and grain to it because everything's out of focus and fuzzy because <laughs> of the crappy tape. But then yeah. when the remastered DVD comes out, and I can kind of see the matte boxes around stuff and everything's super clean and super sharp. It, it lost a little of the grittiness uh, well, for me. I mean, I love that movie. It the best it, thing it about the pretty. videotapes was being able to catch the commercials on the, the at the same time when you go back and you look at the old commercials. I don't know why. I always like the old commercials. Yeah. yeah, me too, man. I do. Too. Love it. I do, too. It's a scrapbook of our... Of our, our childhood yeah. look know? i i have i have a uh videotape copy of the star wars holiday special now this was filmed oh, oh wow yeah this was filmed i think i watched that the other other month and that yeah. thing was horrible it's terrible <laughs> but yeah what's but as a so, kid i love that Kino scene. yeah and what's so cool about the whole thing is like somebody filmed the like videotape this recorded it off of the television when it actually played so i have this pristine tape somewhere in my house i put it away so no you know it's in my closet so but you can watch it and it's like has all the commercials and all the disco and it's so fucking creepy Uh, and weird uh, and like awesome that's really cool yeah it's 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 great and and you're you're keeping up the tradition yeah gotta show you kid yeah i wanted to show my kid a Boba Fett cartoon, you know, before Mandalorian came out and stuff. And, and uh, it's like, oh, check this out. This was like the first time we saw Boba Fett, you know, was that cartoon. Yeah. So and I, I remember I remember when the the uh, the mail away Boba Fett was uh, big and like all of my family at the time, like my aunts and uncles, they all sent off for one because I was the only grandkid at the time. And I got six of those son of a bitches. <laughs> And you know what? I you know what? And I wish, I wish to this day, I would have opened one and kept all the rest and sold those son of a bitches on eBay because those things are like five hundred bucks oh, a man. piece, man. All right, here's something that'll make you jealous. Uh, so, growing up in Ohio, that's where Kenner was based. Yeah. So we were always the test run of their figures and stuff. So we would get the figures like months before the rest of the country. Ugh. Um. So we would always get these, and I was part of this Kenner uh, fan club thing, and they would send me like a box that had like Boba Fett or a Tusken Raider, or they had like the Hoth, um, like extra gas masks and, and gear and stuff. And, uh, you know, they would just send you this, and it, it wasn't in any packaging. It was like a white box. <laughs> and that was it. Which these little, and, but it was the coolest thing. But by my house, I was lucky that my parents were into like collectibles like my dad was big into baseball cards and science fiction novels and they had a a store for baseball cards and stuff and um you know they would buy me comic books like crazy we'd go to flea markets and you know my dad buy me a big white box of comics and i just go through them and um so i was lucky that they were like that but we had a toy store and they were getting rid of their star wars toys and they were selling them all for uh, at the time, and this was probably maybe Return of the Jedi era, like they were getting rid of their stock of Star Wars and Empire yeah. uh, toys to make room. So they were selling them all, and my mom went and probably bought like 600 figures. And, and they were always in this the, like upstairs closet of my house, <laughs> you know? And I would like 
walk into this room and I'd have to peek in the closet and there's just like all these freaking Star Wars figures staring at me. And every, you know, birthday, my mom be like, okay, you can run to the box, pick out like two or three. Uh, you know, that is so it funny. was like so great. So I had like, you know, I end up getting like eight stormtroopers and like six Tuscan Raiders so I could build my army. <laughs> you know, it was wow, so great. man. That's you are fucking... jealous, Wayne. I know you are. I am jealous. Dude. I really, really am. I'm like, that motherfucker. <laughs> that, that's what paid for my art school, to be honest. I bet my mom did. sold all those. She also had uh, the me. Do you remember the Miko figures? Of course like, I do. The, the, the eight inch. So we had my parents had still mint in the package Star Trek with Kirk, Spock, McCoy wow. uh, in those. So my mom sold those and the Star Wars figures and that paid for my my college education. So you hear that, that people, pretty- right? And and I, I want I want my wife to listen to that. You heard that? You, you know, she... <laughs> <laughs> so what that means but, is but when wait, you when here, here's the difference you gotta be willing to part with them. You well, gotta wait. sell them. Well wait, wait, That's here, the problem. here's the deal. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. It's all right. When I die, my son can go to college. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> I'm just saying yeah, my, I remember I I had the do you remember like the big alien? It was like that twenty was, inches tall. Yeah, that and was you one could of squeeze my squeeze the back of its head and its mouth open with yeah. the extruding jaw. One of my favorite toys I, of all time. That thing, I freaking loved that thing, and I remember my brother talked me into selling it to ah. his friend for like twenty bucks. And you know, I look back and it's like, oh, that thing's like five hundred bucks mm-hmm. mint in the box, like a hundred and some out of the box, and it's like, damn it, I love that thing so much. I'm angry yeah. right now. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> yeah, what well, that was actually one of my favorite toys. And 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 to bounce back to movies that that uh, I, I saw as a child, that was one of my first. That was actually one of the first horror movies I ever went to as a kid. My dad, and my mom brought me to that movie. Yeah, I saw The Shining. Nice. I, that's I, even better. That's a good one too. Dude, that the bathroom scene in The Shining, you know, <laughs> where the naked lady. Yeah. When I was a my mom's like, cover your eyes. And of yeah. course, I peek. And right when I peek is when she turns into the um, uh, old. <laughs> that messed me up. Like, I was confused about women for a while. I was, about, I was about to say, I was about to say, yeah, until you were like 35, you were like, I'm not looking at a woman naked. <laughs> that was, I think the first time I ever saw that type of uh, stuff on the screen was. Uh, uh, the awkward moment sitting there in the movie Splash with my mother while Daryl Hannah <laughs> came out of the water. I'm like, uh oh. Look, been seen. look, man, I took my mom. Yeah. My mom wanted to go to a movie, right? So she's like, mm-hmm. okay. I said, well, mom, you pick the movie you want to go see. And of all fucking movies she picked was Borat. Oh, no, wait. No, wait. Wait, no, it wasn't Borat. It was the other one. It was the guy who plays uh, Sasha Baron Cohen, but it wasn't Borat. It was the one where he's a model. Oh, the one after? What was uh, it? Uh, I can't remember what, what yeah, it was. Yeah, what was uh, You remember? You know what I'm talking about, right? The one where he was. was a- I can't remember the name of the movie. Me either. Um, but it, he was a model in the movie, and and the opening fucking scene of this movie, like like two minutes into it, is him talking to a uh, uh, another guy who's doing a um, a focus group on on his new music video, and his <laughs> and his new music video is just an up close shot of his dick swinging around in a circle and i'm sitting there and i'm going i'm at a movie theater watching this with my mom this is fucked up (laughs) well you took her 
That's she, all I'm saying. She picked it, man. She picked it. Oh, yeah. she, maybe she knew about it. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe she wanted to see Borat's dick. I don't know. My mom was kind of a free spirit, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is, well, this, was, this turned weird. Was What's that? I mean, you got you dropped out on us, man. Was it Bruno? Bruno, that's the name Bruno. of the movie. Yeah. Was it, yeah, that was it. Bruno. I couldn't think of that movie uh, to save my life. Absolutely forgettable. Yeah. I remember I went to an awkward one with my parents. It was a. They took me. It was my brother and his girlfriend. My brother was older than me, and I was little. And it was to go see that movie, All That Jazz, nice. with Roy Scheider, and yeah. it was like nude ballet jazz thing <laughs> and i just remember i'm sitting between my mom and my brother's girlfriend and it was just like so embarrassing because my mom's like cover your eyes cover your eyes <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> like half the movie i'm covered <laughs> now, now now one of my my first experiences with with doing you know like like rum said like his first experience with an awkward moment with his mom and stuff one of mine with my parents was uh we had just gotten hbo right like it was the big new thing, you know, uh-huh. cable, cable TV and shit. And we're sitting there yep. and fucking Porky's comes on and the, sh- the, the, uh-huh. the fucking, oh, the, hole. the, the shower. Yeah. With sticking yeah. his dick through the hole and yanking it. And oh first, yeah. the first time you get, you know, first, yeah. per, first time I'm looking at a woman's bush is on the screen. Like, hey, how much for this? Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, yes, this is great. <laughs> yeah. 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 HBO. It was ours. You're for Nickelodeon. You get the Nickelodeon show. Right, right, right. <laughs> that's uh, what my parents were. They're like, we got cable so you can watch Nickelodeon. And, uh-huh. Yeah, that's what you got cable for, you know, right. But we, yeah. What's the Cinemax after dark? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> they, they, they didn't call it Skinamax for nothing. Oh, yeah. My God. <laughs> oh, man. Well, David, uh, man, it was. Uh, this has been awesome, dude. This show has been fun. We've had a good time. Um, can cool, you... I want you to let these people know where they can find your art, where they can find your movie, where they can find all your stuff. Give them some URLs and tell them what to do. All right. Well, my main website is sideshowmonkey.com. That's kind of my moniker I go under with my art. Um, So on Instagram, you can look me up, David Hartman Art. Same with Facebook. Most social media, it's just David Hartman Art. But I also have a YouTube channel, uh, which is Sideshow Monkey Art. And if you look that up, I like probably about once a week, maybe every two weeks, I put up a like a drawing vid, like a process video, speed paint. And, and I do music and I do music for those. And, um, and then for Phantasm, uh, I believe it's airing on Amazon Prime right now. So if you anybody's got Prime, uh, it's on there. But otherwise, I, I know this is a... a self-promotion but they came out with oxet comes in the box um it might be on amazon now i know best buy had it for a while but i highly recommend that that because for ravager there's an hour and a half long documentary on the making of the film Ooh, uh, all right is, nice just interviews with me and don and tons of behind the scenes footage like how we killed the there's a horse scene where we killed a horse and that was like an impromptu you know hey they got a horse how do i Hey, can I kill that thing? So, um, <laughs> you know, on film, not in real life. <laughs> that's how it usually goes. But right? yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's a, like a whole big making of uh, on there. So I highly recommend that. Very but cool. Thank cool. you, guys. Of course, well, man. You. Of course. Um, and you definitely have to come back on the show. You definitely have to come back, man. 
Awesome. That'd be fun. Yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing new things from you. Yeah, man. We're... Oh, thanks. Yeah. Mm. So uh, this company, uh, my buddy started, we're called Lex and Otis. And we're doing some stuff for Netflix. So um, animated stuff, but Yay. like a, adult horror action. So, yeah. Keep your cool. eyes open. I'll let you guys know what it is when it comes out. Love it. it's, I, uh, announced. I, I really like the uh, Superman reference, too. Yeah. <laughs> glad, glad you caught that. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I, I was like, that's awesome. Um, well, David, thank you so much again for uh, coming on the show, man. We had a fucking blast. And uh, if any of you people out there would, you have to go watch his film and look at his art because he is the fucking man. And it's really, really cool uh, thank shit. You. You're very amazing, welcome, amazing stuff. If yeah. you're, if you're, uh, thank you guys. I appreciate it. Great anytime. stuff. So, uh, Thank you guys for joining us. And remember, I was your host, Wayne. I'm the rum guy. And remember, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to keep it, keep it, keep it, That's it. Get the fuck!